everyone, and welcome back to Book It Vince, the wrestling dream match podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Martin Bennett, and with me, as always, he is all elite, Anthony Hall. <laughs> yes, we are all elite in Toronto after this past week's uh, wrestling events. We got Dynamite, we got Rampage, we got Dark, we got Dark Elevation. Oh boy. It was. Oh boy. It was a hell of a week. Uh, so much wrestling, so much to talk about. So yeah, so for today's episode, uh, we're we're gonna talk a little bit about our week of going to see all the AEW shows that were here in Toronto, but also talk about uh, because of our last episode, the one that you missed. You missed episode sixty nine, Anthony, where we Damn. had where we had. Nugnar Gingong to talk about Greek Town. We talked a little bit about AEW. We had a dream match featuring Dalton Castle, who we'll talk about in a bit. Um, mm. And we'll talk about us going to Greek Town uh, for the show this past week in Toronto. Um, and oh, man, if you notice, and you should notice, uh, the sound of my voice, it's uh, shot all the hell. And that's because, oh man. <laughs> So much wrestling, so much yelling and screaming. It was, but it was so much fun, honestly. So much chanting, so much screaming at our favorite faces, booing at our most despised heels. And all in all, just a very, very good time. Um, I was really, really nervous about AEW coming to Toronto. I was like, oh man, like, if it's if it's got to be Toronto, it's got to be in a big arena and it has to be a good show. And the arena, um, OK, we probably could have done a little bit bigger, but the show. Pretty awesome. Yeah. So uh, Dynamite and Rampage uh, took place in the Coca-Cola Coliseum, uh, formerly Rico Coliseum. Uh, if you are. Because, of course, uh, in Toronto, our uh, arena names have changed a lot over the past couple of years. Um, but anyways, it, I think it was a really good size. I've been to that venue before for a WWE live show. Um, and I think it's a good space because uh, there's no real bad seat, especially for wrestling. Um, even if you're all the way up in the top, it, you still get a great view of the ring. Um, and. Uh, it, it, the sound, like, it's not too big where you lose sound. Um, and there's enough room for everybody. Uh, but we filled out that place, like both nights basically sold out, which was awesome because then the audience was super into the show. And yeah, I, I had the same sort of worry going in, um, that, you know, this is their first international show. This is their first Canada show. Are they going to treat it like it's a big deal or is it just going to be another episode of Dynamite? And it kind of honestly felt like it was just going to be another random episode until like the week before and they announced everything. And then it was like, okay, no, we're getting awesome matches. And there were a bunch of surprises that we're going to talk about. Um, And also there's a lot of other stuff that happened during this week, uh, specifically to me. because since all the wrestlers were in Toronto, I decided to try to go to as much as many meet and greets and events as I could uh, to try to meet people, which was really, really cool. Um, 
But so, yeah, so for Dynamite, we talked about it on one of our last podcasts. I think it was the us going to Monday Night Raw episode uh, where we talked about us, our uh, our attempt to buy tickets. <laughs> and we never really had a follow up on that, but we did end up getting surprisingly really awesome seats. And I didn't think that we would go in. Um, I guess we should also talk about the line. <laughs> and that whole kerfuffle. Oh my god! Yeah, so I don't think Coca Cola Coliseum was completely ready uh, for the intake of everybody who was there for Dynamite because only one of the doors was open for the beginning of the intake when they were starting to let people in, and the line went all around Coca Cola Coliseum and then like almost started populating in front of the doors. And then we <laughs> thought we were doing a galaxy brain move. And we were like, okay, well, let's just wait till the line ends here at the front. And we'll just like walk in. And that did not work out. We saw people no. that joined the line when we got there, get in before us. Not that it really, really mattered at the end because we didn't miss anything. And no, the, the seats were all signed anyway, but it was like, Oh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it was so funny that the line ended up basically circling the building into itself again. Um, yeah, they didn't have clear lines of where to go. There's only really one main entrance to that building unless you enter from the complete other side of it. But then you have to walk all the way across the building to get to where then the call the, the arena's entrance is. So, uh yeah, it was a little bit of a mess that way. Um, but at the same time, it, once everybody got in, it got pretty situated easily. The only thing was like trying to get drinks or trying to get food or merch. Um, not a huge merch selection, but the yeah, specific, a little. I, I feel like the specific Canada ones were pretty cool. Like uh, if you're watching the video version uh, or you've seen our photos online, I am wearing the Toronto uh candle one where it has the city landscape and the canadian flag and i think that's a pretty mm. cool shirt um and then there was another one that said the elite and it was in like the canadian flag um sort of style which was kind of which was cool it did i did see online that a lot of people were like oh shit does that mean that the bucks and kenny are coming back that did not come back uh no <laughs> But it was a cool they shirt. And otherwise, it was things like I was here and we kind of assumed that, oh, it's probably because of like going across the border. Why bring a bunch of merch? Um, probably they probably got all this stuff done here and then just sold it. And it's fine. Um, you can just go to pro wrestling Pay us. Uh, <laughs> but so or does it does AEW have its own portal AEW shop? I guess it's just fulfilled through pro wrestling tees. Probably. I, it's but. all through pro wrestling tees. Yeah. And they do have regional right. specific play like things like there is a Canada store uh, like there's a dot CA for um, just shirts. But I think if you want hats or jackets or anything else, you have to go through the, the main site. Uh, mm. But yeah, our seats, we were very surprised by how actually good our seats were we were just on we weren't on the floor we were on the section where it's just starting to rise up which was perfect because we could see over top of everybody's heads 
um mm -hmm. and we weren't really blocking anybody um and also if you were in our section you were awesome our section was cool there was a there, we had some really funny people there uh we were sitting next to some really interesting uh a, a really funny couple that were really cool to talk to um and the energy was just so awesome everybody was just so pumped up for this show and uh every i think a lot of us our voices started to crack before even dynamite started and we were watching uh dark elevation yeah there was a, a lot of uh amazing uh local talent uh at dark elevation that got to wrestle uh specifically jody threat against athena that was uh a big time match for uh our local indies and i don't think aw was ready for how over jody threat is in toronto so yeah. athena looked like a heel <laughs> oh where, <laughs> well, she's we were a face we were booing oh, yeah. her and 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 jody jody out of pretty much every like quote unquote local talent um she got the most cheers um uh i honestly i don't know exactly when dark and elevation will come out elevation will be out at the day that we're recording this which is monday so that's awesome um dark i don't know because they're doing the weird tuesday night episode of dynamite this week so who knows but um more quick other big things uh the voro twins oh, were on elevation goodness. as well that was pretty cool the vinky they, they also uh, message they messaged me on instagram afterwards and they're like hey can oh, really? you send me the video that you took and then they put me on the instagram story so oh shout sick. out to That's those awesome. guys um you know they seem like very nice dudes and uh of course they were wrestlers before they were the online sensations that we uh no and tolerate <laughs> no that's awesome uh and uh they faced uh butcher and blade i believe and they got and and ali got a huge pop um, yes which is awesome uh lots of chance which is really cool for for them especially um and then the other elevation surprise was uh the bollywood boys oh yeah that oh, was cool. Yeah, I did not expect that was great. That, that I feel like that was a big deal for them, especially like being in WWE is one thing, but like being able to like appear in front of your like hometown crowd and, and get that reception. Um, and they had a pretty good match against uh, Gun Club, which was cool. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but and the the cheers were so loud. Um, <clears throat> booing the gun club and oh, yeah. uh, it was cheers. it was awesome as yeah. was cheers wow very very loud um yeah the the big overwhelming cheers of the weekend were absolutely uh anything related to scissoring or mm -hmm. anything related to uh daddy ass it yes. was it was pretty fantastic but yeah it, it was a like i i really feel like I, f I feel like uh, Elevation and Dark, like, you know, when you watch it on, uh, if you really are into, like, really actually just watching wrestling, wrestling, and you don't, like, necessarily care too heavy about a story, or you just want to watch, like, people work, like, they're great programs. Uh, in person, it's so much more fun. Like, yeah, 
just because you really get to be involved. Obviously, it's a totally different beast. And if you've never been to a live wrestling show, like you should definitely go to one because it's totally different than watching it on your couch. Um, and Dark and mm-hmm. Elevation were a lot of fun because they really want to get the crowd like uh, going for the show. So, yeah, the Elevation was a lot of fun. And then uh, and then, yeah, jumping into Dynamite. Uh, it the crowd was going crazy. Um, I'm trying. <clears throat> I believe we started with uh, Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus, and the yes. crowd was so like uh, a Jungle Boy so over in Canada, like right. Like there's always those like dumb photos people take of like, oh look at behind the camera and how empty it is because oh they need to fill up this side for being on TV. No. every seat was full and every seat was doing the hand waves for jungle boys entrance and it was so cool yeah it was it was really quite an overwhelming experience just like seeing every seat there full and then yeah once tarzan boy hit oh my goodness everybody went bonkers and of course christian uh got a big pop uh, when he came in and then he started doing heel shit and people were booing him. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course, he would know to immediately uh, shit talk the Toronto Maple Leafs and get a reaction from that. Oh, we totally yeah. forgot. Renee uh, debuting. Oh, yes. That was awesome. Renee, Renee Paquette is all elite. I'm so excited for that. We didn't really get to see like much of the backstage interview stuff because they would only so certain moments uh mm-hmm. to the live crowd there was some i wa- when i watched uh rampage uh the day after um i noticed that there were some segments that they didn't show the audience but they showed on tv um but i'll have to go back and rewatch dynamite specifically to see like more of her um showing up but i'm excited that that's such a perfect uh like relationship to have her in the company she's naturally super talented as an interviewer as a personality so yes um, a canadian legend is yeah. all elite uh um, and it's, it's i think it's really great like just like uh i mean we obviously don't know them as people but like renee and mox being able to work together and being able to travel together and things like that i think is really important and they have a, a child and young family and it's i think it's really important that they can spend a lot of quality time together whilst still you know working making that bank yeah exactly uh and then immediately after this we got billy gun versus swerve uh if you want to talk about that a little bit because hot damn that the everybody did not want to stop chanting for daddy s (laughs) Oh my goodness, there's so many scissoring uh, chants. The Acclaimed had a very hot entrance, of course. Max Caster did a line about Blackface Trudeau. And it that was, was insane. It, it, it crushed. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was, it was awesome. Of course, Swerve tried to do his patented Who's House and like only like 12 people were like, Swerve's house <laughs> because the acclaimed is very over. Everyone loves the acclaimed. Toronto loves the acclaimed, and yep. the match was really good. You don't realize like how big Billy Gunn is until you see him live. Like 
obviously if you watch TV, you're like, man, this guy is huge. He's super jacked. And when you see him in person and Swerve is not small either. He's a pretty tall guy, but mm-hmm. Billy Gunn made him look small. And it was a really fun match. They're tossing each other around. Of course, he got the moves in. We <laughs> Billy Gunn, like, I feel like was even more aggressive about potentially showing his ass in that match than oh, he's he ever was, been in other matches. Yeah, he, he was, was very teasing. much teasing that. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh no, I don't know if I want this. <laughs> you, you could tell he was like, he was feeling it, which was great yeah. to see because yeah. he's so funny and he's uh, very entertaining, of course. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, like it, everybody loved having him there and having the acclaim show up. Um, and then uh, even though Swerve won, I think I don't know if I heard if we heard bigger boos than for Mark Sterling, smart Mark Sterling to come out and say that he's uh, copyrighted the term scissoring in wrestling and that they can no longer scissor. And so we didn't get to have the end of the night scissor party in the ring. Yes. How devastating. What a dastardly move. I think it's by the smart Mark Sterling. I think I think this is such a funny, goofy, but but actually like kind of smart gimmick that they're doing now with this, where it's like, oh, I'm copywriting all these like things that I'll own in wrestling. And like it's it's such a simple idea that makes them such a good heel for it. I do think it's like a it's a slight callback to too sweet as well like you know how everybody was doing too sweet and like bullet club was doing it and the bucks were doing it and then the wwe filed the trademark for it and then they couldn't yeah. do it anymore and then they had to do like the uh <laughs> like underhanded too sweet yeah yeah the bullet club still kind of does um i think like that there's a slight nod to that in in this sort of hand gesture uh <laughs> uh lawsuit uh so i'm yeah. very excited to see how that plays out but that was like a really really fun match and of course as we've been saying all episode the crowd was so hot for it and the chance goddamn they were loud even leaving rampage we got a oh scissor me daddy uh chant leaving the arena going to all of our preferred methods of transportation here in the yeah city. Yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, people did not want to stop chanting for, for those guys. Um, and then we surprisingly got, uh, I was trying to remember the matches. We surprisingly got the ROH championship match, like halfway through the show. We did not expect that. We thought it was going to be the main event, but then once we knew that this wasn't the main, we knew kind of what was going to happen for the main event. We had an inkling. Mm. Um, which we were excited for. But so, yeah, Jericho versus Danielson. Uh, Danielson was getting booze at points. People, I, I half expected Jericho to be getting booze and like the hometown crowd turn on. But nope, of course, being in Canada, we are bizarro land. So we cheer for the bad guys, um, even though Danielson's kind of like gray area of good guy, bad guy. But uh Jericho was getting a lot of cheers um, at moments uh, 
or him uh, being a bad guy doing heel stuff. Um, and the crowd just, I, I think it was just the crowd was so happy to see Jericho wrestle in Toronto again. Yeah. Except for he definitely pulled some heel shit when he came out with the Jericho Appreciation Society because Judas started playing. Yeah. And then immediately cut and switched to the Lionheart theme. And it was like, no. Yeah, everybody around us was just like, oh, no, we we don't get to sing it. (laughs) But Um, uh, yeah, I will say that that uh, swerve of um, Garcia looking like he was going to stop uh, Jericho and then hitting Danielson with the belt. Um, that surprised everyone that that was such a huge shock to everybody, um, which is very interesting in terms of like the story. We'll see where it leads to. Um, Cause even then on rampage, the crowd was super, at least from where I was sitting. Cause we'll talk about that in a second. From where I was sitting, it seemed like the crowd was very divided on the Garcia thing of like happy for him to be with Jericho, but then also like still wanting to be a wrestler. Like it wasn't like super one way or the other. It was mixed because um, I could yeah. definitely hear people cheering and people booing uh, for all that stuff. But either way, it was still an incredible match. Like, um they they both just know how to work a crowd and uh it was so fun to it, it was great to get to see Jericho wrestle again in Toronto and also get to see mm. Brian Brian Danielson live finally yeah that was that was great i did miss the first bit of the match because i was like this is the only time where people are not going to be going to the bathroom or going to the concession or yeah. going to the merch line so i have to take advantage of this i'm so sorry chris jericho brian danielson but i will make it back for the end of the match <laughs> and i did and it was it was a great match uh and yeah. of course uh i'm gonna watch it back again um what else did we see did we miss the did the mox promo stuff happen before that that match oh i do not remember but yes so moxley came out he actually came out near the entrance that we were at which was pretty cool very, very close. I could Every, see him. If I really extended my arm, I probably could have padded his security guard. On the back. <laughs> <laughs> but so he came out, which was cool, um, got into the ring uh, and then basically talking about the match that's coming up this week. Then Hangman came out. Hangman cut a promo. I, I feel like Hangman's promos are getting like are divided amongst people. Some people think that they're really, really brilliant because his character is kind of new and interesting and like more mm. complex and has layers. And some people are like, I oh, whining, <laughs> but like, I felt like that was a great segment and a great promo. Uh, and then of course, and then, but above all that Toronto loves MJF and in the middle oh, of yeah. their promo, we were chanting for MJF because he was up top in the in one of the boxes looking down on them. And uh, yeah, Toronto wanted to chant for MJF. And it's kind of just proving like. This is the, the audience loves this guy and wants him to succeed. So maybe you got to follow They that. want him to be the champion and we'll see what happens. Uh, what dynamite. This week is tomorrow and it's in Cincinnati, right? 
Yes, and this is the Moxley versus Hangman match, which should be really good. So I'm excited for that. And we'll see if because they're kind of treating the chip like he can have a match whenever he wants. So if mm-hmm. he challenges right afterwards and he wins or if he gets a cash in, if they treat it like a cash in, then that'll be interesting to see how it's received. Um, but either way, I'm excited. Uh, and then we had uh, Tony Storm and Sheeta versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Um, again, the Toronto crowd loved Jamie Hayter. She should yes. be women's champion. <laughs> yes, she is incredible and awesome. And uh, yeah, just just pull the trigger. Damn it. Uh, but otherwise, it was a great match. And there was some uh, fun moments in that. And there uh, the crowd the, the funny thing, though, is that the crowd, there wasn't really a moment where, like, uh, obviously, like, Britt Baker can go back and forth between getting cheers and booze pretty easily. Um, but, like, uh, I was genuinely surprised by the amount of Sheeta chants. Not that I didn't think that she would get them, but just that, like, there wasn't any equivalent, like, Tony Storm chants in, in the arena. Um, but Sheeta did pick up the win, so that, that was fair. Um, but, yeah, it was... Still fun to get to see all of them wrestle live. Um, mm. And I'm hoping that we can. That That's definitely people I would love to see again in the near future, because I would I would have been great to see more um, female talent featured on the show. Um, but again, you can only do so much in the show. Um, but we did get to see a lot of uh, talent on the on dark and on elevation. So that was at least fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the main event, the oh, Atlantic boy. championship pack versus orange Cassidy. What a match. What a time. Goodness mm-hmm. gracious. Well, as Martin said, once we figured out that the ROH title match was not the main, we simply put two and two together and figured that orange Cassidy was probably going to walk away being the new All-Atlantic champion in Toronto. Yeah. And boy, howdy. What a wanna, match. If, if you want to have a good show, just do a surprise in Toronto. Like, if, you're, if your show's in Toronto, just do a surprise. Because you, you know what they did in Toronto on, on Raw? Johnny Gargano's made this debut. You know what yep. they did in Calgary in for raw they had Candice LeRae make her debut uh right like having surprises in this city gets a huge reaction because it feels so much more special that we get to see it because we don't get these shows all the time um Mm -hmm. and also they only really come to one city (laughs) which is Toronto which thankfully we're close to and we don't need to fly to um yes so but like yeah that was such a huge moment and um the crowd was super behind uh, orange the whole time and uh pack trying to cheat multiple times. I'm interested to see where that goes for the trios tiles and all that, but goddamn orange winning was such a love, an awesome moment. The crowd was going insane. Um, and then having uh, after, Dynamite went off the air having Statlander come out and bring out the uh, 
the backpack. Yansport. <laughs> yeah. Bringing out great. the Yansport. I'm glad that that gimmick's back. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm excited to see who will be the next person in line to challenge um, him. I'm hoping that it's Paige. But uh, we were we were even saying the week before, like, man, we're not getting like no like real like Canadian talent is being booked on this card other than Jericho. Um, mm. But uh, thankfully, then for Rampage, there was a lot more people featured on it, which was good. And then also people were thankfully featured on dark and and stuff as well which was which was great like the tron crowd really just wanted to see our like not necessarily hometown people because a few of them aren't from toronto but like our like country people like being featured and <laughs> yes. showcased like that's what we want like our canadians we want to cheer for countrymen them. yeah we want to cheer countrymen for them we women. want we want them to be showcased because they mean a lot to us um mm -hmm. But yeah, no, Dynamite was incredible. Um, I think that was such just a fun experience of finally getting to experience an AEW show um, yeah. for us. So, uh, and we definitely had lost some of our voice. And to think that the next day we'd have to go to Rampage was, <laughs> was quite interesting. Um, so much longer, too. Yeah, um, I will say uh, really quickly that like how much we end up paying for tickets kind of. I think that it was worth it in the sense that I'm so happy that we got to go. We had incredible seats, but next time definitely have a different strategy of when and how to buy tickets. Cause especially when we talk about rampage, uh, some interesting things with that. Um, Oh yeah. But, uh, then the day of rampage on Thursday, uh, I woke up and I, so on Wednesday, I looked and they had only announced the day before or the day of about meet and greets. Um, and one of the meet and greets that was on Wednesday for Dynamite was FTR. I hesitated about paying to go and meet them, but really, I should have just done it. That's OK. Um, so I said, OK, you know what? I'm definitely going to go because if you uh, have listened to the podcast before, you know that we are fans of the AW trading cards from Upper Deck. We've had Upper Deck on the show before. Um, and I was like, this is the finally the chance to get cards signed by people, especially since we've never pulled any autograph cards. Uh, it was finally our chance to get some cards signed um, and meet people. Mm. And so I was like, OK, who's going to be at this meet and greet? Uh, it was the acclaimed. It was Danhausen and it was Nyla. And I was like, OK, well, I'm going to go meet Nyla. I'm going to go get her assigned some cards for our collection. Um, and also they were just awesome to meet and talk to. But then the day of getting everything prepped uh, out of nowhere, Ethan Page and Evil Uno tweet that they're going to a Toys R Us in Etobicoke, which is a uh, like a city that's next to Toronto, not too far, only like half an hour away, um, that they're going to be doing a meet and greet at Toys R Us and only 200 people can show up. And so I'm immediately like, should I go to this? And it seemed like everybody was like, yeah, go do it. And so I grab uh, and also uh, Alex Reynolds teased that there was possibly going to be more dark members showing up. So I grabbed everything that I had for Uno, 
John Silver and Alex Reynolds. I get there. I'm like sixth or something in line. Uh, and it was free, which was really, really cool. Like it was it was completely free to do. You didn't have to pay for the meet and greet. Um, if you know anything about Ethan Page, uh, you should know that he does a weekly vlog on his YouTube channel. Um, he used to do backstage vlogs, but now he just does toy hunting vlogs. And so uh, he was filming a video while there um, of like getting to finally like go back to a Toys R Us and shop around. And I didn't realize the Toys R Us in Etobicoke is actually pretty big. And there was a lot of really cool stuff there. Um, so and because especially that Toys R Us doesn't exist in the in America anymore. Um, so what was the AEW uh, figure selection at the Toys R Us? It was mostly it was mostly just a lot of like the series that we that you see at like Walmart and stuff. There wasn't anything like everything is slow coming to Canada. And what I realized um, is it's because of language. So it's because on the the toys that you can get like online and stuff, they just have to print anything to be in English. While if it's going to be in Canada, they all they have to make a separate like box and everything for that has f- English and French on it. Oh, so that's, that's why interesting. So like forever ago when um, I, fr- I don't remember the series number, but when the Dark Order series came to Canada and we found them in Walmart's, uh, I remember seeing them and they're supposed to come with upper deck cards. And I took a picture of it and I sent it to Jazzwares, the company that makes the figures. And I said, why doesn't this have cards in it? And they actually had no clue. But then what it was, what it is, is that it's because since they have to print stuff in French and English, technically, if the cards came with it, the cards had to be both French and English, which is silly. But that's why. So, um, but it was basically all of like the first couple of series and they totally stocked everything up so that they had all of the dark order figures. They had the rings, they had the belts, like they had things there that, and what was cool is that we got in line when we got inside. Um, yeah, it, there people were surprised that Reynolds and John Silver were there, which was really cool. And then Danhausen showed up and no one expected that. Um, but they had stuff that you could basically, uh, while waiting in line, you could just grab figures or you could grab stuff and then get it signed and then pay for it. So I grabbed a silver and Uno figure uh, to get signed because why not? Um, And then I had them all sign their cards. Uh, I didn't get Ethan or Danhausen to sign anything. I looking back now, it's like, fuck it. I should have just grabbed an AEW ring just to have them all signed. But I also just didn't carry that around. (laughs) But yeah, fair. But also, it's probably not the last time that they're going to come to Canada for some reason. So whatever just yeah to, I, and hopefully they'll have figures soon as well so that you can get those signed as opposed to just like a generic aw ring you know yeah. or they'll have cards in the next series which yeah figures and cards and please, stuff but please but it was the coolest thing was getting to just stand there and talk to them and like i talked to reynolds and he was like uh this is like the second or third time i'm ever signing a card and uh i had him sign one of his memorabilia cards and he was like he told me about how Brian Myers, um, uh, if you uh, I'm trying to remember his WWE name, 
Um, Kurt Hawkins. Kurt Hawkins. Uh, he, they have the major wrestling figure podcast, him, Matt Cardona, Smart Mark. Um, and Brian Myers collects the cards and he's trying to get tens of all of his friends, like gem mint graded tens. And he's trying to get all these different cards and he hasn't been able to get a memorabilia card of Reynolds. And so I was like, haha, I got one and Brian Myers doesn't, and I'm getting it signed. <laughs> but then I talked to Paige about the vlog. Um, I talked to them about Greek town and that was really go. Um, and otherwise it was just cool to meet them and hang out and chat and, uh, definitely got starstruck a little bit. But it was still such a cool experience. Got pictures with them, posted them up on our Twitter and on my Instagram and stuff. And it was it was such a cool experience. And it was really nice of them to do that. I know it was super last minute, but like that definitely meant a lot, I'm sure, to all the people that were there, um, which was cool. Um, and then, yeah, and then I uh, did the meet and greet with Nyla, got her to sign some cards. That was pretty cool. Um, and then we went to rampage and that's a whole interesting thing, but I'll let you talk about <laughs> getting to rampage. Go to rampage. Okay. So, uh, I bought four rampage tickets right when all the tickets dropped and they were like $60 plus ticket master fees, which was a lot. Um, we bought and then them the, a couple of our, we bought them the, the day, day of, of yeah. Or yeah. not the day of the show. We bought them the day of release, like when they were yeah, first available. Yes. When everybody was furiously trying to get tickets. So I had a set of four. A, a couple of our friends uh, ended up not being able to make it. So I had to uh, recruit some more uh, marks from the Toronto comedy community. So we were joined by Cal Ratton, who was a part of our famous lost episode. And uh, my friend Cam Wiley. Uh, sketch comedian uh, who told me some really fun facts uh, about some of the AEW people that I did not know. Uh, another funny thing about Cam is that he doesn't watch the AEW television program, but he only watches Dark and Dark Elevation because it's online on YouTube. <laughs> That's funny. And he like That's watches, so interesting. He, like watches it in the daytime, like during work and stuff. And he just huh. like I don't That's think he cool. has cable, so he just like puts it on. So he was very very psyched to see a lot of the people um that we saw during the dark taping which was very very long um i did not expect to have like what it, it felt like two or three hours of like <laughs> dark matches it was it was about an hour and a half of dark <laughs> it was it felt so long it, <laughs> it yeah so it, it long. definitely did but there was some but every single time someone came out it was not expected like yeah, yeah, it's getting true. to see um, uh, Dark Order, which was cool. Uno got a great yes. pop. Really happy yep. for him for that. Uh, Ricky Starks. Um, yeah. Who else was there? And then QT Marshall three times. Well, no, it was three times. It was it was <laughs> it was factory three times. QT wrestled, <laughs> Camarado wrestled and solo wrestled and solo. But oh, my they, God. They came out three times and every single time I hope that they play them in the in the order that it was because the crowd just got more and more pissed off at at <laughs> at QT where basically people weren't cheering for whoever they were facing. They were just chanting QT sucks. <laughs> yeah, QT, ha QT has big time go away heat in Toronto now. <laughs> I, I think it's I think he 
I, I don't know if it's necessarily go away heat. I think he's just so good at getting heat that any any responds to it perfectly that it's just like you love mm-hmm. to hate him. It's not the thing of like, oh, God, I don't want to see QTA more. It's just like, yeah, I get to say he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I mean, there were a lot of dark matches, so we probably can't go through all of them. But was there yeah. one that was a favorite of yours that that well, you saw? Uh, I loved getting to see Willow live. That was really cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was great. That was awesome. Love that. Um, well, so I guess this could lead into then what happened to me that night. So, yeah, like Anthony oh, said, yeah. we're up in the nosebleeds. Um, but they weren't really that bad, honestly. Um, no. Although when we did first sit down, we were sitting next to some people. And then I guess some of their friends came up and were talking to them. And they said, oh, we got floor seats. And the fr- the people that we were next to were like, oh, my God, how much was that? And I guess Rampage just wasn't as interesting to people. And so there were so many tickets available the day of and they were so much cheaper. Like the amount that we ended up paying for our tickets. um, We could have bought all, uh, almost floor seats, possibly. Or if yeah. we wanted to spend yeah. a little bit more, we could have gotten floor seats, which is crazy. Um, but honestly, from where we were, uh, it was a, it was a, a, you know, it was nice enough to enjoy the show. But so um, I was on Twitter just looking and uh, shout out to Travis, a.k.a. AEW dot one um, on Twitter. Uh, he runs a uh, women's and AEW women's wrestling blog reviewing matches and and uh, highlighting wi- uh, women's wrestlers in AEW uh, that get featured on dark and stuff and everything. Um, shout out to him. Really cool dude, because he tweets out that he is sitting front row. And so just for fun, I then reply to him with a photo from where we are and say, I said hi from the nosebleeds. This dude goes out of his way to then private message me and says, Hey, I got an extra floor seat ticket. Do you want to come and use it? And I was, and we're, I was like, what are you serious? He said, yes, I have, I have a ticket for a friend and he didn't show up and I don't want it to go to waste. And so then I look at all the guys, I'm like, who wants to take this? And he's like, you should. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, if you're going to take videos for the podcast and uh, take pictures and stuff, you should be down at the yeah. floor area to post to Twitter and stuff like that. And sure enough, Marty goes, he's, he's like still in the same sort of area as we are like the same was, uh, per- perspective, but you were just way closer. I was third row. <laughs> third row. It was so cool. And so then the match that I got to watch first from that seat was Ricky Starks um, versus Nick Camarado. And damn, it was great to see R- Ricky Starks like, up actually actually technically i think as i was going up there it was the it was uh emmy sakura and serena deep teaming which that was still really Mm. cool but yeah getting to see like ricky sarks up close and then all of rampage it was crazy the only big thing that i have to say about um that section is so where we were sitting we were technically behind camera um we weren't on hard camera side where like you're always going to be on TV. So obviously the people that are always on TV in that place, you know, go crazy. 
Um, they react big to things. And so then the people that are on camera side don't necessarily feel the need to do that um, and go crazy because, you know, it's not like they're going to get seen on camera, so they don't feel like they have to. Um, from Dynamite to Rampage, Dynamite, like everybody was going crazy. Everybody was cheering. Everybody was being loud. And then when I got to the floor seats, all the people around me were quiet and not like jumping up and being excited. And I felt sort of weird. Like it felt really strange. And I was trying to like chant and stuff. And like everybody sitting around me was just sort of like sitting there, like clapping and enjoying. And I was, and I was just like, Oh, this is so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that is, uh, that's very interesting. But so we got, uh, we'll run through these pretty quick, but, uh, Butcher and Blade versus Moxley and Claudio. That was awesome to to get to see um, Moxley wrestle and also Claudio, obviously. Um, that was a fun match. Uh, obviously, Rampage. Things don't go super long because they don't have all the time in the world, but it was still great to see them wrestle um, in Toronto because I don't even I can't even think of the last time that Moxley had been in Toronto. And, and everything but awesome to see that uh, and then we had uh, a little Dark Order segment with a surprise oh yeah, oh, yeah. having uh, Stu Grayson re- rejoin rejoin the Dark Order uh, I'm excited to see what that's all about I you know there was people online afterwards being like oh you know did anyone really miss Stu Grayson? And if you heard the pop in that arena for when Stu showed up on screen, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, the answer is, of course, yes. And Uno, I'm sure he missed his tag team partner. And I was wondering if maybe they brought Stu back just for like a local pop. But I do suspect that they have something for the Dark Order or else maybe he wouldn't have come back. Yeah, I'm hoping that they get featured a lot more and maybe him and Uno can go for the tag team titles and do a program with that or the trios titles. We'll see. Um, I mean, the Acclaim versus the Dark Order would be a really great feud. Yes, it would. Even if you are running through all the teams of the Dark Order, like you get maybe Silver and Reynolds to challenge first and then maybe you get... um, like 10 and Uno and then it like doesn't really work out. And then Stu finally, because he's rejoined, he's ready to battle again. Then Stu and Uno go and they, they come close or whatever like that could be fun. And yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity for the acclaimed to have some excellent freestyle freestyle raps about the dark order. Yeah, no, I I'm excited. It, it was a great surprise. And uh, honestly, like I'm just happy because it did feel weird with him not being there, and I'm I'm happy that he feels like like he did a bunch of indie work, and hopefully he can still do all that, so he feels fulfilled with like getting to wrestle all the time. Um, because I know that from just like interviews and other stuff, and also just uh BTE, uh, just Stu loves to wrestle, and that's what he wants to do is he wants to showcase his talent, so. I'm excited and hopefully he gets to be used a lot more. Uh, 
there was the Jericho Appreciation Society uh, segment where they were talking about what happened with um, Danielson. Uh, right. One big thing that we didn't talk about with Dynamite that we will mention with Rampage. Uh, Daddy Magic is fucking over in Canada. Like, <laughs> so over. Like, yes, Daddy many Magic Daddy is, Magic chants. Daddy Magic is is so over. P- everyone loves him. Uh, it, sh- it was just so funny to hear those chants. Um, and also like getting to see them live and, and be goofy and, 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 uh, from where I was sitting, it was great. And it seemed like the crowd really, really loved it all. Um, and then we got the surprise, not necessarily debut, but surprise challenge to Jericho because Jericho said, Oh, I'm going to fight every single ROH champion. And, Mm -hmm. uh, Dalton castle appears with the boys to uh, challenge Jericho to a title match this week for the ROH championship. And boy, howdy did the Toronto crowd loves Dalton Castle. Yes. And he cut a pretty crazy promo, too. Like, I think it was a really fun and good promo talking about how he wrestles with honor uh, and, you know, the usual Dalton Castle theatrics and flourish uh yeah i was very happy to see uh him appear on rampage yeah very nice guy no it was so that was so great to see him like that was a a surprise but then also how much the audience was behind him and like clearly the audience uh you know it's it's one thing of like uh someone being canadian and people wanting to cheer for them but also like for a lot of those people, like how long they spent in Canada, uh, Canadian independence and like working here, even though like Dalton's not Canadian, but like he's wrestled mm-hmm. a lot in Canada. And so, yeah. Um, and seeing how long he's been at it and doing it like that is then seen and uh, all that time of him like working hard has been was given back in that moment of appreciation. So that was really cool. Um, then we got Nyla versus Anna J A S. Uh fun match. Um, and Nyla doing the whole stealing the championship, all that sort of stuff was really was yeah. really fun. They had a good and we back got to and see forth. Jake Cargill. Yep. Destroy yeah, some destroy some uh, security guards. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I saw the security guards line up by the ring i was like oh okay like why are they here obviously something is going to happen and of course it was just jade cargill and the baddies running down and jade doing her like jump kick to the chest of a security guard and we were saying this in in the section where it's like we you don't realize like uh, the scale of some of these things like everything like looks uh, smaller on TV, but like when you see it in the arena, like Jake Cargill is humongous. Yeah, and also when she did her kick, it was like, oh my lord! Yeah, like whoever caved that, in a guy's chest, whoever <laughs> that guy was, he sold it perfectly. Um, yeah, it was it was great. And then uh, fantastic pop, quick match, but fantastic pop for all ego Ethan Page, which. Yes. Watching Rampage the next night, I feel so bad they cut his entrance from the show. 
Um, but there was a lot of great, there was a lot of people who had, um, uh, great vantage points. I even filmed it and shout out to Paige for retweeting it and sharing it and everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, he had a hero's welcome, even though he was a heel, he was soaking it all in. People were cheering for ego. He, uh, (laughs) he did the hearty dance to tease Matt Hardy, he gave Isaiah Cassidy uh, a twist of fate, which was really cool. And then um, just absolutely uh, ego edged the shit out of Cassidy and just murdered him. But then he got like a, a standing ovation. Um, and I wish they would have showed more of that on the show. Because um, like to show how a over he is especially here, but like just to build them up as like a big time, like presence, but like, no, mm-hmm. like it was, uh, I've, I saw, uh, ego wrestle forever ago when, um, he was running alpha one wrestling in Hamilton. Um, which I asked him about when I did the meet and greet and he said, Hey, never say never. It could come back, which that would be awesome. Um, especially with all of his connections now and being on TV. Uh, but it was great to see him like that. Like the match was kind of a squash match. It was just to build the story, but like getting to see him live um, and to see how much he loved that moment was really heartwarming and really cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then uh, the main okay. event. Oh, yeah. OK, so the main event was set up on Dynamite. Yes. Uh but it bled over to Rampage, and we got the surprise re-debut of another Canadian legend. Oh, yeah. Perfect 10. I forgot that, that was on Dynamite. Yeah. People popped was... hard for him. Oh, yeah. Like, especially because it seems... I'm, I'm very interested to see where this goes with him kind of having... I mean, he is he did come back as the Perfect 10. And so yeah, and he's a he's a he's a face for yeah. all intents and purposes. He is a face. Yeah. So that and 10 from the Dark Order. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with that. But yeah, no, him showing up was a huge pop on Dynamite. And then getting to see him wrestle was incredible. Getting to see FTR wrestle and like as much as like Rampage, like it moves pretty quickly. This match felt uh, a little long. But there was a lot of great moments and a lot of great wrestling in it. So agreed. Agreed. And then obviously them winning and Spears getting the pin was super was was great. And them close. And then. Uh, oh, there was on. Was it on Elevation or was it on Dynamite? Uh, um, Who is it? It was Warjo. Oh, that was. That was on Dynamite, and then it ended Rampage because uh, FTR and Spears are going against Brian Cage and the Embassy. Uh, shout out Prince Nana, greatest uh, wrestling manager in the world. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, at the end of that match, um, so FTR and Spears win, but then we get a bit of a uh, run-in. Uh-oh, what's going on here? Who could possibly be uh, debuting in uh, AW? Probably for the ROH brand. 
but mm-hmm. the kingdom. Yep. The OGK. Matt Taven. Yeah. Mike Bennett. Yeah, yeah. Matt Taven and uh, Maria Mike Canellis Bennett and Bennett. Maria Canellis. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So they're building up, obviously, the ROH it, tag division. It definitely wasn't a huge pop um, for them. It was more of just a shock and surprise, especially because there was a lot of rumors and news that like Taven was possibly being interested in going to WWE um, and a few other impact slash ROH people going to WWE. But then like having that pop, I was like, oh, wow, that's a surprise. Cool. And now it's like the question is like, oh, they're they're going to be here. What is then someone like Adam Cole going to do? Because Adam Cole was a part of the OGK. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is he going to team with them again once he feels better? Like what's going to happen? So it's, uh, there's some interesting stuff and I'm sure for the ROH, uh, brand part of AEW, and hopefully it eventually becomes its own thing. Hopefully we get another ROH pay-per-view. Um, that'll be really interesting because I, I feel like the kingdom is a underrated integral part of like ROH history. Um, yeah. And also like, yeah, having Maria Canellis, I saw she posted a thing saying that she's w- only one of two women to have been on uh, WWE, AEW, ROH, Impact and New Japan. And I think the only other woman is Awesome Kong. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. And so that's pre- that was pretty cool to see. Um, uh, they definitely got a lot of booze because Canada loves FTR and War Joe. Yep. And. Uh, all those guys. Um, and then, uh, the show ended and then we got a lovely little, uh, moment from Spears where he talked about, uh, where he's been the past couple months, him, uh, becoming a dad, losing his mother, um, which was really like hearts or like not necessarily heartwarming, but it was very sweet, um, that he shared that with everybody. Um, got a great reaction from the crowd of, um, uh, like being welcomed back to uh, his hometown and everything. Um, yeah, it was just very, very sweet. Um, great way to close out the show. And uh, yeah, no, it, it was uh, definitely that night was different than Dynamite in the sense that like Dynamite was so much more like, I think, such a surreal experience of getting to see it live finally. And then it felt weird, like me being all the way up there. It was cool to see everything from up there, but it felt strange because I wasn't with you guys. And it would have been really cool to be cheering and and like going crazy for these moments. Um, but it was still kind of it was still honestly really cool to be sitting that close and seeing all that stuff. That oh, yeah, from there. definitely, definitely. And speaking of sitting close and being very, very close to the ring, we will now bring you to our. Uh, very, very important and uh, incredibly awesome uh, local promotion, Greektown Wrestling, which uh, capped our weekend of wrestling. And uh, of course, Marty got to uh, complete his meet and greet streak by opting to uh, head to the show a bit early to meet the man himself, TNT champion, Wardlow. Yeah, that was really cool. Um so yeah, uh, Greetown had their uh, Toronto show on Saturday, 
and it was back in the church basement <laughs> of yes, Greektown, yes. Um, oh, which yeah. was cool because I'd never been in that specific venue. It was small, but very like intimate in that way of like mm-hmm. there was only so many people that could be there. Um, it felt really fun. Uh, my girlfriend came with me uh, and she <laughs> and uh, one of the things that she said was um, everybody was chanting and and like going crazy in certain parts of the night uh, matches. And I look over her and she, and she she says this kind of this feels like a cult. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I mean, it kind of it kind of is, but it was very fun. Um, but yeah, so I got to go there early, uh, met Wardlow and also met um, ECW legend, who was also there as a special guest, Bill Alfonso. I uh, got to take mm-hmm. photos with them, got to get Wardlow to sign some cards. And then I also recorded a quick video of him uh, saying that uh, uh, he would powerbomb Anthony uh, because he missed the signing. <laughs> which yes. is really fun. Let's, uh, well, we, we must link that on the Twitter. Uh, yeah, I'm going to po- I'm going to post uh, it. Uh, so, you can see, so everybody that, can see that it. Was very, that was very fun. Um, and of course, yeah, the the night Greek town, uh, you know, we had Nug on the last episode. He is, of course, the uh, general manager uh, in Kayfabe. Um, <laughs> and he uh, saw me in line. And he brought me in early so I could uh, find you guys, which was nice. That's very, so very that, nice. That's very nice of him. Uh, to do. He said I was a VIP, man. Ooh, yeah, baby. Oh, shit. <laughs> didn't wash <laughs> off in the shower. Um, no, mine's still there, that, too. That was, that was really great. Of course, uh, Greek Town puts on a very uh, great show. We saw some really good matches. I, I don't want to drag this out for too long, but uh, where were your your highlights of Greek Town? What was like the- your... Some of your favorite matches. The big thing with Greek Town, I felt like this specific show was there was a lot more story, which I'm yeah, not. There was a lot of story. Mad about like there was like the whole first half of the show was basically just the league. Which if you don't know in mm-hmm. uh, in Greek Town, there's a faction made up of uh, Sunny Kiss, uh, mm-hmm. who is a Greek Town legend, and. Um, they're always awesome to see live. Um, and of course, with their heel turn in AW, they also had a heel turn in Greek town uh, yes. joining uh, the league, uh, which is Trent Gibson, who everyone hates. Um, yes, <laughs> but I think he's a good uh, he's a good like uh, shithead heel. Um, and his feud yeah. right now with Jock Sampson is very fun. Um, yeah. And then the main and they event- also have them. The main event, yeah, two massive individuals. If you think that wrestlers are uh, big buff dudes, wait till you see the main event. These guys yeah. are absolute units. And it's main spelt M A N E, like they have lions' manes, which they have very long, awesome hair. Yeah, they have very <laughs> luscious long hair. On top um, of being massive jacked dudes. But essentially, essentially, it was. Um, like four matches in a row featuring them in some way. And so it was uh, Jock Sampson versus his surprise opponent, which was son of Jason, which is a dude who's dressed up just like the, just the, dressed up like Jason from just Friday so 13th. Silly. But, but he's like so a big, silly. but he's like a big dude who like, just like is yeah. hard hitting and stuff. That was fun. Um, uh, main event versus uh, Toronto's own Hala beefcake. Um, Are they from Toronto? 
I actually don't know, but like they're like mainly featured in Greek Town, which I would assume. But at the same time, like they're very fun. They're two like bodybuilder dudes who love yeah. protein powder and uh, <laughs> they're just very fun to they're, see. I think they're they're very they're very over in Greek Town right now. Yes. Um, and and yeah, and I, I really like watching them. Uh, yeah. The protein, the protein stuff is is very funny. It's like it's always a really great spot. Uh, okay. Sonny Kiss versus Giselle Shaw, and that was a that was a great match. That was like one of the uh, that in the main event or like like the 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 last match um, were the ones that got uh, this is awesome chance, which is really cool to see. Yeah, uh, and then Trent Gibson face off against the surprise opponent, which was uh, um, oh big gosh, time Bill Collier. Big time, that's what it is. I was trying to remember his welcome, his nickname. Big time, welcome back, big time Bill. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a Greek town uh, legend as well. Yeah, uh, but no, the night was really fun. Uh, there was uh, some there was a comedy match featuring Puff facing go a uh, ghost face which was very silly but funny oh my gosh uh, very goofy um, and then yeah the and there was a couple other matches but the main event was channing decker hardcore channing decker defending the world the uh greek town title against mance warner in a hardcore match which was just absolute cool. chaos uh yes. bloody uh going into the crowd all that sort of stuff um <laughs> which was wild uh ending in a uh uh putting going through multiple tables uh decker defending and and winning in the end retaining his gold getting attacked by the league and again more more assault by the league and wardlow coming out to powerbomb all of them uh and save the day um which was really cool especially because wardlow uh as before he was uh, on AEW and doing a lot more indie stuff he has been in toronto before um which was cool to have him back and it was cool to for him to do this show because it wasn't one of their huge shows but it was still a lot of fun so that was awesome to end the night on yeah, and of course, shout out to all the cool, amazing people that we met over uh, the weekend. Um, Mel at Mel Coleman Art. Yes, met Mel. Um, if you don't follow Mel on Twitter, please do. She's incredible. Um, very nice in person and makes incredible artwork. Mel Coleman Art. Uh, met Travis of AEW uh, One and then met some local people, which was really cool. Um and it was just such a fun weekend, uh, a whole week of wrestling, honestly. Uh, and we could go on and on about talking about how fun it was. But like it, I'm so happy that we finally got to experience AEW in person and that wrestling is back. And I really hope like back in like a full swing of more live shows and everything. Uh, I just hope that it doesn't take three more years for AEW to come back to Toronto <laughs> Because especially yeah. I think the reception of the Toronto shows was that um, I think that the wrestlers loved it a lot. Um, yeah. And I think we we really showed Tony Khan that Canada is a great market for AEW and that we're always going to be hot for them to bring a show there. Tony, if you're listening, first, first of all, come on the pod. Second of all, <laughs> bring a pay-per-view 
to Toronto because we're gonna That'd be we're, sick. We're gonna blow it up. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. Also, at Greek Town, we uh, you got some collectibles, so I think we're gonna link up with some of those dudes from. Uh, yeah, there's people selling the, uh, the Toronto collectibles. Yeah, there are some people selling cards, people selling action figures, which is really cool to see. Some merch stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that they started to do that because I think it's uh, one. It's great because definitely the people who are going to these shows are probably collectors of some things, but also like getting to hook mm-hmm. up with other wrestling fans and and chat with them, especially people that like love to go to these shows. Um, which is really cool. But, oh yeah, and also shout out uh, at TGP Wrestling Podcast. Uh, one of the hosts was sitting beside me, Adam. Yeah, I think his name was uh, coming from England. That was he crazy. came for AEW, and he is uh, also going to be spending some time in Canada. So best wishes to you, my brother, and I hope that we can link up at some point uh, with our podcasts. Yeah, that was very uh, cool. Hope you, had a, hope you had a good time. He was like, he was like, uh, very much confused about the ref in this uh, ghost face versus puff match because he was just like the ref was being just so belligerent and, and not knowing anything or counts. Well, I mean, I mean, in that match, Ghostface had a knife, so it, there was yeah, no real yeah. specific rules to anything. It was just all over the place, but it was yeah. just a fun. All match, so rules of wrestling ceased to exist during that match. No, it was fun and silly. Um, but yeah, yeah, no. Um, I guess to close out this episode, you know, if you if you're listening to this uh, and you got to go to Dynamite um, in Toronto or Rampage uh, and you're a Canadian fan, please let us know online um, because we'd love to chat with you more and uh, hear your experience of the show. Uh, and if you watched it on TV, what did you think of the shows? Because uh, I'd love to hear maybe what the perception of it on TV versus live would have been. Because um, mm-hmm. things don't always translate, and some things either seem like they're not as hyped up as they are. Because um, definitely on Rampage, I noticed watching it back that some things were toned down, and it's like, no, we were going crazy. The crowd was going insane oh, yeah. for moments, oh, yeah, some yeah, moments, yeah. and they they didn't play it up as big as it was live. So, but yeah, uh, and to close out the episode, I guess uh, we'll just talk about you know who. Who do we hope to see eventually again when AW returns to Toronto, the next Greek town show, all that fun stuff. You know, we are a dream booking podcast and we were just this week. We figured, oh, let's recount our experience getting to go to AW and all that. But who do we hope to see next time? Um, I guess the number one for both of us. Is Kenny Omega Kenny, which I was Kenny. very, I was very surprised honestly that uh, there was no we want Kenny chance, but I think everybody was just too excited to want to try to like overthrow the show in some way like that. Like we just wanted to yeah. watch AEW, we just wanted to experience yeah. AEW, and there's so much other talent that we cheer for and that we wanted to see. But yeah, no, it, it felt very strange Kenny not being there. I agree. So, Marty, I think the next time AEW comes to Canada, I want, uh, hopefully, for maybe these guys to still be trios champions because they're amazing. But I would love to see Death Triangle versus Jericho Appreciation Society, uh, mostly because, you know, 
two of my favorite dudes are Ray Phoenix and the Pentagon. They were, of course, very busy uh, wrestling at Triple Mania this past weekend. Yeah. But I would love to see them. Um, they are one of my favorite tag teams, uh, my favorite luchadors. Uh, and the match between the Jericho Appreciation Society it would probably be Daniel Garcia and Daddy Magic and Angelo versus those guys. It would be so much fun. The crowd would really get into it. I think there would be a lot of beautiful high spots, risky spots. We'd see a Canadian destroyer, maybe multiple Canadian destroyers. Yeah, there was not one Canadian destroyer the whole week. <laughs> I know. Uh, and then for Greektown, because anything is possible if Wardlow himself was at Greektown, I would like to see the return of another person who has wrestled in Greektown, one MJF. If oh my MJF God. came to Greektown, I think it would uh, be amazing. And I would love to see Channing Decker put him through a table. So That's that in- is my dream booking. That would be insane. That would be crazy. Um, yes. I would love to see the Dark Order at um, Greektown. Like not just oh, yeah. Uno and Stu, but like all of them. And if they did like a a four v four, that would be awesome. The league, the league versus Dark Order. That would be a good match. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in terms of AEW coming back and anyone that we didn't get to see, like yeah, Lucha Bros would probably be one of the top ones, just because it would be cool to see all of that crazy high flying fast action in person even though like mm. sometimes depending on where you're sitting you miss some of it because they go to one side of the ring and you don't necessarily but still just to see like the heights at which they get um just the crazy moves to feel that energy that you we always see on tv of people get a, of the crowd going crazy for them that would be really mm. awesome um it'd be cool to see them challenge for the tag team titles again but i'm also excited to see what uh might happen with these trios titles because uh it'd be very interesting to see if we eventually get brother versus brother um that could be quite cool we'll see Mm -hmm. but um yeah no the week was super fun we're very tired but my god it it was like a dream come true to have aw in toronto uh the shows were incredible um it was so fun to go watch and of course, getting some local wrestling as well uh, was fantastic. And I'm excited uh, for the next show um, to close out this episode. Uh, as always, uh, please let us know online. Uh, what did you think of the shows? Uh, if you have any dream matches that you'd want to see, you can, of course, hit us up on Twitter at Book Events Pod. Uh, you can follow everything that we do here at unknown error all our streams all our other content at ue underscore films you can follow myself on twitter instagram at barton underscore minute you can follow mr anthony hall at hall and jokes on instagram and twitter um and yeah thank you very much for checking out the podcast we'll be back next time with a dream match of some sorts but till then please go watch some wrestlings keep being excellent and we'll see you next time Sizami daddy wow wow trademark mark sterling don't sue us